Hey, and welcome to the Get Richer Teacher podcast. My name is Ola, and I'll be your guide and mentor on your way to realizing your potential as an educator. If the title of the podcast is triggering, that's even better, because that means that I still have some work to do. My mission is to help teachers work independently and believe that they deserve more freedom and more money. As a teacher, you are allowed to work with your perfect students rather than some random people challenging how much you charge and asking why so much. If you're ready to become a richer teacher, build and scale an independent teaching business that can support your dreams and your lifestyle, then you're in the right place. The world knows that teachers are superheroes. Let's get paid what we're worth, shall we? Hey, hey, dear teacher. Uh, today, I wanted to talk to you about a very meaty topic of um, discovery calls, aka language consultations, or like initial meetings with your potential students and clients. So I wanted to talk to you about their benefits, potential risks, and things that I think should happen before, in the middle, and after such a consultation to maximize your chances of landing a new lovely client. So let's start with some benefits. So if you haven't been um, utilizing any sort of discovery calls, consultations, or um, level assessment meetings, whatever really you want to call them, um, I would totally consider doing that. Um, they are a fantastic chance of building trust between um, basically strangers, um, because it's just the easiest way of warming up to a person. And I'm saying this in um, like terms of you being a strange person who just provides a service. People don't really know you. They might be observing you on social media, but they usually don't know much. And I think they very often like that chance and reassurance that a personal chat has. And also, obviously, when it comes to language classes, we just very often need to and want to check what somebody's level is. Um, so that's that just becomes super handy. And another thing that not many teachers, I think, I don't think they realize is that those calls, those consultations are actually sales calls. They are a fantastic opportunity for you to, in a, if done correctly, present and, um, like make sure that people understand what the value of your offers are. Um, so it's not about selling, pushing and convincing somebody to do something that they don't want to do. It's because it's it's very often from the point of somebody is interested in having a new teacher or your course and they schedule a consultation, which is very easy to do. I'm going to tell you how. And then you just tell them what the benefits of signing up for your lessons or your courses is. And that's it. And very often that's what people need. Um, a little digression here. I've had a few comments from teachers recently telling me, but why do people ask me questions about my courses if everything is on my website or if everything is in my highlight on Instagram? Because they need to. They need to know that you are a legit person, that you are a good person for what they need, for what they're looking for, and they want to have a chat with you. 
So treat it as an opportunity to connect, to have a lovely chat, to, um, you know, use a little bit of your charm to, at the end of the day, they are customers. So it's not just about the service. They also need to feel good in your presence. So very often people don't ask the questions because they actually need to know the answer. And like you, I mean, there are some silly people who just miss the information that is there in front of them. Let's, let's be honest. But very often people actually have very good intentions. They just want to have a warm, human, normal chat, not just read stuff. Very often people who come to me and ask me questions, they're like, I know you literally explain everything so clearly on your website, but I just wanted to ask. And I'm like, sure, ask me anything. I'm happy to repeat. Literally, I don't tell them that I'm happy to repeat, but like, I'm happy to reiterate and I'm happy to do whatever so they feel safe. Because remember, it's also about the person's safety. It's about them feeling safe in your hands because you're going to be helped, be helping them in achieving a goal, right? So that's, that's a little digression. Now, where was I? So if you are considering those discovery calls, consultations or whatever you call them, feel free to find a a, a super cute name. Uh, that would actually be a nice idea. <laughs> I just call them discovery calls, but obviously I don't run language classes anymore. So I think it's quite justified, but feel free to come up with your own cool name. Um, they are a really, really good chance. So whatever you're trying to achieve um, at the moment, whether it is having more one-to-one students or actually selling your group classes, you can add this as an extra layer of people feeling safer, people making sure that it's the right decision for them. And actually, usually what I find is that teachers are such good connectors that it only takes that conversation for somebody to jump on board. There are some potential risks of those conversations, like there are some time wasters. There are some people who don't treat it seriously, who just don't show up. I wouldn't waste energy or time on those people. So if somebody doesn't show up and you send them a message, maybe they like, maybe something genuinely happened. But if they don't reply, if they don't tell you later that something happened, whatever, then I wouldn't bother. Um, they are also time consuming, but let's be honest, at the beginning of your business especially or like when you're at the stage when you feel like you could scale or find more clients I think there are more advantages than disadvantages um now what do I think needs to happen before in the middle and after so what I think is good practice is that you set those consultations up in an automated way for example using a tool such as Calendly so you would basically generate a link where people could look at your calendar so you need to be strategic about it make sure that your Saturday Sundays or your evenings are not free for consultations because that would make your life super difficult to so make sure you have some very specific slots in my case it's usually half a day maybe on Tuesday mornings or something because otherwise I know even even if I'm free on Wednesdays, I don't want to have consultations all the time. So it's up to you when you set them up. up. And actually, super pro golden tip here, if people see that your calendar is not, um, is 
super busy, so it means that you only have a few slots, you they will feel FOMO. They will feel like you're on demand. So, mm-hmm. um, so people should do it in an automated way. They pick their time that is right for them. Then they get an automated uh, email cons- uh, confirmation. And then you meet on Zoom, on Google Meet, on whatever you choose. You can call them. You can do whatever you want. And uh, that's it. What I think is also a nice to have is a little form. So a survey, a questionnaire that asks them some initial questions. So it could be questions about what they're looking for, what their previous experiences with learning the language are, what uh, whatever else you want to ask them. I think it just sets the tone for the conversation to be much nicer. What I like to do, and this is a question I get a lot, is to be transparent and actually remind people that it's a paid thing, that you're not meeting them for the purpose of like just chatting in a foreign language for 15 minutes for free. It's a consultation in which you are going to be deciding and they are going to be deciding whether you want to work together. So in that questionnaire, I would make sure that you highlight highlight that. So what I like to ask is, are you aware that my packages start at XYZ pounds? You can ask them, uh, you can also write a line that this is a consultation that with the aim of deciding if we want to work together, just to set some boundaries and expectations. And then from then, when you already have the initial con- uh, initial information, in the actual consultation, you just step into that in in a much more confident way. So make sure in the actual meeting that you make space for asking follow-up questions for the person to tell you a little bit about themselves. If you run those consultations in the person's first language, that's absolutely fine. That's that's totally fine. You don't have to do it in the target language. Um, whatever you choose is fine. Whatever makes that person feel safe, I think, is, is fine if, if that's possible for you. And then make sure that you give them space to express themselves and that you are listening actively so that you tell them things, oh, I know, I understand, it's happened to me as well, or my students say that all the time, that's the experience I've worked with. Just make them feel like they are in good hands, basically. And be confident about your offer. So once they finish speaking, tell them, oh, I think then that my package of XYZ number of lessons or months would be really good for you. If you're offering group classes at the at that current time, tell them I think you would be a great fit for my group classes. If they hesitate, tell them group classes are fantastic for XYZ reasons. Remember that it's your job to come up or be prepared with the arguments that you're going to give them on why it's a good idea to work with you. It's not their choice and you just telling them and displaying information as if you were just a talking version of your website. It's your job to present it in a good light. It's your job to use the right arguments. And that's the missed opportunity, I think, that a lot of teachers struggle with. They they just tell me, oh, but people just want one-to-ones. I mean, maybe, and in some cases, maybe that's the better choice, but it's still up to you to ask them, oh, but you know what? I think that actually you would learn to communicate better in a group. Or, but mm, I think that in your case, you actually one-to-ones would be better. Like, 
show them that you know what you're talking about. All right. Make sure that in that conversation as well, you ask them about all the details. So what do you think about this? Do you think, uh, when would you like to start? So even if they need time to think, ask them, ask them those concrete questions, such as when would you like to start? Like make them commit to something, even in just words, because this will like very often in that conversation, if people already committed their time to meeting with you, they already are very, very much committed to, um, like they're very close to making a decision to work with you. Um, in marketing terms, it's called them being very hot leads. So they are very hot at that stage. And I think you should keep that flame. <laughs> um, so basically, Ask them to commit to, okay, so when would it work for you? Oh, yeah, I could do Mondays. Perfect. Um, and at the end, make sure that you tell them that you're going to send them a follow-up email. And if they don't decide in the meeting that they're going to start, that they want to start um, the lessons or the course with you, tell them, okay, so I'm going to catch up with you in 48 hours. Don't give them more time. People need to tell you yes or no, because you don't, you can't be kept hanging. You can't. You, and that you will follow up and ask them what the decision is. Okay. Whatever the decision actually is, uh, make sure that you are confident there. And that's it. After the meeting, you just send the said email with the um, like kind of little summary of what you talked about, of what the offer is, and tell them, please let me know. If you if I don't hear from you, I will be in touch in 48 hours. That's it. You, um, signed. Um, and you set up such a professional, um, good relationship here. So if they decide to work with you, they will know, they will feel safe. People like um, when other people are firm or, or like confident about what they've got to say because they've, it makes them feel safe. So make sure that, and it's, again, it's not about something that is, is, is completely unknown to you. It's your offer. It's your teaching. So it's again, up to you how you present it. Um, and that is it. I would say that if, you give people chances, if you remind them, if you let them know on social media or wherever else you're present that you are available for chats like this, that there is a link and you can send them the link, you are going to find students and clients because people absolutely appreciate that stuff. And obviously you can use that meeting to ask them a few questions in the target language as well. Like I'm not saying that it only has to be um, a conversation like in terms of like a sales call, but it is a sales call. Um, you can still use it for like teaching purposes, but make sure that you don't owe anything to anyone. It can be definitely a 15 to up to 20 minute chat and it can be on your terms. So I personally am a huge fan. I personally, I don't do the discovery calls very often anymore, but still there is... Uh, lots of potential in them. And I believe that everybody should try them and see how they feel because you definitely feel more connected to people uh, who are even just potential clients if you get to meet them. Even if it doesn't go anywhere, I think it gives you such a fantastic opportunity to practice talking about your offers and your business that it's worth 
even if just for that reason. Okay, <laughs> so um, let me know what you think about this. If you are going to use this approach, if you're going to introduce some uh, consultations in your business, or maybe if you're going to improve them after what you've heard today. So let me know your experiences. And if you like this type of episode, I would love to record more stuff based on what you need. And this was something that somebody posted somewhere and I got inspired. So please do let me know if you have any ideas. Always, you can always message me on Instagram. If you're in my Richer Teachers paid um, client exclusive group, then you can always post and let me know what the um, upcoming topics of um, podcasts could be because you would be interested in learning about that stuff. Um, I will then decide if it's a material for <laughs> a podcast or maybe a paid training. That was the case with my Groupify course. By the way, the Groupify course will soon be on sale as a um, digital product. So if you miss that chance, then no worries at all. You will be able to uh, purchase that. And that is it. Thank you so much for listening today. And I will see you next week. It's not your fault that you don't know how to make good money as a teacher or how to market your teaching. Nobody's ever taught you, but I'm on a mission to change that. Teachers make the world a better place and they can be excellent at business. They just need direction. That's what I'm giving you here and on my YouTube channel under the same name. Make sure that you also follow me on Instagram at ola underscore coaches underscore teachers and check out my website www.olakowalska.com to see if any of my paid offers, including my one-to-one -one coaching, my business foundation course, The Rocket, or my membership for teachers in business could be the right fit for you. I'll see you soon in the next episode.